Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some expectations, whether it's expectations we set on ourselves or on others or that we feel others set on us, and how if we do that, then we're never, ever going to be enough because you're giving all your power to other people and what they expect. Yes. Oh my gosh. So expectations. It's funny because we were just talking about this and I think overall like expectations when we, I like to say that we put expectations on nouns, the people, places, and things. Because when we put the expectations to be met on such nouns, (laughs) we will be disappointed. We can't control the weather. We can't control other people. We can't control a situation. Let's just say you're in an environment where there's tons of people. You don't know what's going to happen. So Mm -hmm. when we go in, thinking that it's going to turn out a certain way. And when it doesn't meet that expectation, we get angry or just mad about the the situation mm-hmm. overall. And it could turn into, you know, things that we don't want to carry. We don't want to carry disappointment, anger, resentment, or even unforgiveness. So when we look back at expectations, what I have learned through that process is to kind of go into a situation or meeting a new person or even the person and perhaps it's your spouse or your best friend, just come from a place of openness and to know that there is not going to be an expectation, but to meet that person for where and what they're at that current moment. Right. Um, do you set expectations? But sometimes expectations, I feel like, could be a good thing, I guess, if you're setting like your standards, I guess, for how you're, what you're willing to Except Except from people. Yep. I was going to say tolerate, which isn't as good as a word (laughs) from people. But I think what you're saying too, like all the nouns, all the places, like you, you know, you book a hotel room and you go there and it's like not what the pictures looked like. So then you're like, this chair isn't as pretty as it was on the picture. So therefore vacation sucks. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're expecting this like whatever where you could have a really great vacation with an ugly chair in your room. Right. And it's kind of like flipping the script. You got to change your perspective and just look at it from like, okay, well, what can I take away from the situation? And so meeting, going into a situation with, yeah, having an expectation for self, yeah, like how you're going to react or respond. And that was a huge game changer for me because I think when we're coming, when we have these unmet expectations, we can come from a place of immediate reaction yeah, and just be so pissed off and disappointed and then all of a sudden everything everything turns gray and muddy in your yeah. whole world that moment and it just trickles into everything else that you're you're yeah you know the people you're around or sour mood can last until no one like wants a to week. be around you exactly <laughs> so I think for me it was just kind of taking that moment and pausing and just saying okay well what can I control in this situation and it was about how I chose to respond mm-hmm and so that was a big lesson for me. So I was just trying to scroll through in our group to find it, but I couldn't. But I re- remember like someone had posted a while ago about how they already have this preconceived idea of how they're going to feel if something doesn't happen. Like before it never, before it even happens or doesn't happen. She had said something about how, you know, I'm going to, f- if so-and-so does this, I'm going to feel this way. Instead of like, well, you don't even know if they're going to do what you think or not think. And you're already in your mind deciding ahead of time how you're going to react or feel about it instead of just feeling it. Because sometimes like as like we make things a bigger deal in our head than they really are all the time, like always. I remember sometimes like 
letting something hold me back or being really, really mad at so-and-so about something. And then I look back and like, that's not even a big deal. (laughs) Like, why? But it's either because we have that expectation or we already have pre-decided that that's going to make us angry. Yeah, we made assumptions. So if we don't know, naturally our brain just kind of fill in the gaps and creates the story because it needs to complete it. Otherwise, we just have like this cliffhanger and it doesn't happen because we'll be thinking about it. So creating these stories in our mind for something that hadn't yet even occurred. Mm -hmm. And especially when we have another person involved, Mm -hmm. if we don't have the courage to ask them, like, what did you mean? Or how did this, why didn't this happen? Or then we fill in the gaps again with the assumption. So we have to have the courage and ask and and use communication to ask somebody what happened. So there's an understanding and knowing that two people came together and this is why each other's expectations weren't met. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the expectations may not just be clear. (laughs) Right. Because there's an assumption. There's, there's a miscommunication. There's a gap Mm -hmm. and we need to close that. Mm -hmm. And so we do that by, I mean, we just need to clearly, clearly talk about what our expectations are. I think we talked about it before, right? I was telling you about like with my husband when he's like, I'll say something and then I re-ask him, like, what did you hear me say? Because sometimes it's just a totally different. <laughs> right. Because even though we're present, sometimes our, mm-hmm. we, we miss words because mm-hmm. of the mindset and the mind space that we're in at that time. So not everything is going to be received the way the yeah. messenger intended it. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about, like, expectations that we set for ourselves. And I hate using this word. It's the I don't like this word at all, but I'm just going to use it. But realistic expectations for ourselves because I know we're capable of so much more but if I said like oh I'm gonna go out and make a million dollars tomorrow not very realistic right but could I in the next 10 15 20 years sure so I want to talk like about how when you're setting expectations for yourself like to make sure it's like an uh, achievable not necessarily easy like you want to push yourself but in an achievable expectation that you have of yourself and I think that just kind of talks like is kind of what you do regularly I guess like what you're I want to say, I guess, like what your standards are for yourself, how you view yourself and what you know that you are capable of. And willing to accept from others as well. Yeah. And also, but also willing to accept, I guess, what you can't do. Correct. Because I could, again, set an expectation that I'm going to go do like 100 pull-ups tomorrow and I can't even do one. So it's like understanding I can't do that today now. now. (laughs) But what can I, what expectations, can I set an expectation for myself to go to the gym and lift these certain weights every day? And do this. I can set that expectation for myself where then down the road I can. Yeah, because you have a clear defining identity to who and what you are and Mm -hmm. what you're capable of. And I think going into the whole expectations for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this came up in I think it was our community as well. So the question as to why you'll never be enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that overall we have an identity of our own self-awareness. But when we look to others to validate us, it knocks us down because then we become their version of us, what they see of us. Mm-hmm. And so when we're when we're looking externally for other people to accept us, we're never going to be enough. Just mm-hmm. bluntly put, we'll never be enough. So having that true identity into who you are, what your values, your worth, your beliefs, and have this like burning sense of self-love and I know it sounds so cliche and and silly at times to say that but when you truly love yourself you have this the utmost respect for the willingness that you'll accept from other people as well Mm -hmm. and so just for example 
I've been told that I'm too intense. I'm mm-hmm. too all over the place. I'm too loud. I'm too this. I'm, <laughs> and it's like, okay, but then on the other side of the spectrum, I'm not enough of this. I'm not enough of that. And mm-hmm. so you'll hear from different people their opinion. And it's at the, you know, when you look at it, and if you don't have a strong identity, you might sway on one way or the other and just keep trying harder to please that person who says that you're too much, so maybe you tone back. Or this the other friend that says you're not enough, so you try harder. Mm-hmm. And so whose expectations are you really trying to meet? And at that point, you just say, you know what? This is who I am, and I actually really, really love myself. Like, I am my own best friend. Mm-hmm. So if you can't be my friend for in accepting 100% who I am, then that's okay. You mm-hmm. have your right to your opinion as well. And so it's, I think it's just important to really know who you are. Yes, I would 100% agree because I'm loud and I own it. When people shh me, I get so mad. Yeah, because <laughs> you, they want to they want to bring you down yeah. to what they think is acceptable. Right. But yeah, I think knowing yourself and what you're trying to do. I, I love what you were talking about. Someone says you're loud enough or you're not enough or whatever because you're never going to please everybody. And the only person you're with every single day of your entire life is you. So make sure you're happy in meeting what your expectations are and, and what you are. And I think... I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I know along my journey, there's been times where I just didn't even know what that was because I had a lot of people that I saw that I tried to emulate that I wanted to be like them because I looked up to them and saw all these people. So I was, I looked at those people of having qualities of what I attributed to be like a successful or happy life or whatever. So I would try to emulate and be like them. And I think like after you do that for so long, you kind of lose yourself as far as like it took me. And maybe still am trying to figure out, like, well, what do I actually think about that? Or what do I actually whatever? Because all the people that you hang out with, you start obviously morphing into some of their traits. And it takes a second. Like, I remember having conversations with Ryan before and just saying different things and being like, I don't know why I think that. Or I don't even know why I started to believe that. You know what I mean? And like having to go back to be like, do I even actually believe that or think that or whatever? So I think that, yeah, that sense of self, I guess, is really important and figuring that out, like what you believe, why you believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think overall, and it kind of just comes either from experience or, you know, some people are just naturally, they just know they're grounded in who they are. And I'm like, that is awesome. (laughs) That is 100% awesome. But I think us for women, we, there's so much out there that there's so much noise and overwhelm as far Mm -hmm. as look this way, act this way, don't do that, don't do that. And so there's so many, like, rules and stigma that us women, we're supposed to be this certain way. Yeah. And we are trying to be, like, this square peg and round hole, and Mm -hmm. we're just not fitting. And in our kind of desperate attempt at that point to fit in and belong, we will be like a chameleon and change ourselves to fit. Mm -hmm. And then we lose ourselves along the way. So how do you find yourself? It's actually who you always were. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in your natural free element, like being your true, authentic and vulnerable self, mm-hmm. it's like you're in flow. And that's when things yeah. just are natural and easy. And it's when we try to look for the expectations and acceptance from others that we see our colors change. Yeah. So so two things that I'd mentioned too that I think are very helpful is I randomly, probably about six months ago, asked my mom— I just shot her a text message. I was just curious. I was like, what are some of the things I like to do when I was a little kid? Because I think when you're a kid and you're not caring what people think, that's when you're your most true self when you're a kid. Then you become an adult and go to high school and people, you're trying to be like everybody. So I just asked her like, hey, like randomly, like what are some things that I just like to do naturally? Like you didn't, whatever, I just started doing them. And then also, so I, I think a lot of people have 
heard or if not, you're going to hear of it now. But like the Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, with like your business, your whatever, just starting with why. But then he had a follow-up book that was called Find Your Why. Because I was just, after reading Start With Why and thinking about things I wanted to do, I was kind of like, well, shoot. I've been around people like the past like, well, 13 years that I've been in business for myself or been around in that kind of industry, like everyone's like, oh, you know, you need to know your why and start with why and whatever. And I remember thinking like, yeah, but I honestly had no idea what that was for me. <laughs> as much as I like read it and talked and even said it to people, if someone were to ask me what mine was, it was some superficial thing probably or just like whatever. So anyways, so if that's you and you're listening, uh, something that really worked with me was like he, his follow-up book that he has is called Find Your Why. And you have to do it with a partner, but it has a lot of like questions that your partner is supposed to ask you. And they're supposed to be someone that's like close to you, but not super close because they might sway your <laughs> whatever. But they, it's just like ask you these questions. And they get you these memory joggers about like things that have happened in your life because in the book he talks about we all know what our true purpose is and our why is when we're young, but then it gets spoiled when we get older. So I think that if you are struggling to find what that is for you, like, I think that book really helped me a lot and went through, like, all the steps and wrote down all this stuff. And it was weird because my husband—I know you're not supposed to do it with your husband, but he was around. And so he's, like, asked me these questions and, like, whatever and helping me to discover what that was. And it was, like, messy. I was, like, in tears. <laughs> I was, like— But it was nice because it's, like, you never think about that kind of stuff. I never thought about, like, oh, what happened when I was eight? that maybe formed what my why was, you know? And so things like that. So I just think that that just popped in my head. So I just wanted to share it in case it's helpful for somebody else. No, I think these are great exercises Mm -hmm. because I did not read the book, but these Mm -hmm. were questions that I, along my path of personal development and self-discovery were similar. I would ask myself, who am I? Because Mm -hmm. I felt in my core, like in my soul, that somehow I got lost along the way. And when I took a step back from everything and just started asking myself these questions, who am I? You know, what's my purpose? What's holding me back? Why am I allowing this to happen? And so those were kind of like fundamental questions that I continue to ask myself because if I find something that comes up and it triggers something within me, I ask myself, okay, we need to go a little bit, you know, deeper on these questions. And so going back to what Erin was talking about, asking her mom when she was a child. And that's a great example is look at children. They're just unfiltered. Mm -hmm. They don't have that sense of self-awareness. They just blatantly share the truth. And it's (laughs) a hard truth. But if we look at who that child is, they're just, they're in their natural state. Mm -hmm. They're in that element. And you ask yourself, like, who am I before the world told me who I have to be? And that's what shapes us into who we become. Mm -hmm. And if we don't recognize that pattern kind of spiraling out of control, we might become somebody else. We get lost amongst ourselves, but we, I think we should, if we have some like in tune to ourselves, we know when something's off. We know when like our souls aren't aligned Mm -hmm. with what we're doing. And that's just check yourself. Mm -hmm. This is good. I think this is getting deep and I'm writing things down because I feel like we could, we could, this is giving me way more ideas. Like we could go for 30 minutes about this, but we won't. Because we value your time. But yeah, I mean, and I, in wrapping up, I would, I would just say have a clear sense of self and figure out what that is and spend time around people that will help you figure out what that sense of self is. And, you know, when you discover what that is, then you can easily discover what your expectations are for yourself and that you are enough and that it doesn't really matter what anyone else's expectations are of you. Right. And having those expectations for yourself, there's only 
one thing that you can control, and that's you. So having that awareness, control what you can, you, and learn to let go of control. Because when you let go of everything, oh, my gosh, everything, it's just, it's it's in flow. Yes. So understand where you're coming from, what the expectations are of other people. Know yourself, your boundaries, your non-negotiables, what you're willing to settle for, and just have a clear identity of who you are. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thank you so much.